0: This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Attention, the Milf Me podcast contains strong language and open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional conversations of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not licensed relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones pretty much like every other podcast. We are happy to be a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find them at deluxeedition.com, and we are happy to announce the two podcasts of the month. Those are the Broken System Podcast and the Quad Pro Quo Podcast. So with that out of the way, we encourage you to enjoy the show, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and just have a great day.
1: Oh, you want to know if she likes you? No. You know what I want? I want to domesticate a whole fleet of raccoons, a whole battalion (laughs) of raccoons, and then I'll have a little raccoon army. And obviously I'll raise them since they were little babies, so they're going to think I'm their mother. And then any time that I'm in danger, I will have 30 to 40 raccoons on deck,
0: prepared to attack (laughs) any given person. I love that guy. He's got it all figured out. Yeah, he does. (laughs) welcome to the Milf and Me podcast. I'm your host, Antonio, here with my lovely co-host, Diana. Diana, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Um, how did last week go? Pretty good. good, I think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it went well.
0: Doing this video stuff. Lights, Got the camera, lights, action. Lights, camera, action. <laughs> uh, you took your top off.
1: <laughs> I did not take my top off. I thought about it, though.
0: I wasn't recording, but yeah, she took her top off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so... Uh, I'm not going to lie, we have not seen any comments yet because we are literally recording this (laughs) (laughs) immediately after the first video episode. So I was going
1: to change my shirt and trick everybody that we're on a different day.
0: You know, and I don't know how real people do this. Like, I don't know if they actually record multiple episodes in a day and just change costumes. I would assume that's what they do. I don't know. but who the fuck knows? This is how we are doing it, okay? So everyone watching, everyone listening, get over it. <laughs> um so how about this It's gotten crazy right now because you have gotten back on Tinder.
1: <laughs> yes, I have.
0: And over the last 3 days you've been giving me updates numbers. Numbers of all the dudes who've been liking your accounts. Yes. Where are you at right now because I remember when you were laughing at, oh, I just hit 300. And then by the end of the day, you were like at 900.
1: It's actually really fucking funny. I'm opening right. my Tinder right now. You can put the camera on me. I don't give a shit. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'm going to give you live numbers. twenty-two fifty-two, two thousand
0: 2,252 likes on Tinder. And you've been on... Four days?
1: Yeah, three ish. About four days, yeah. You've motherfucker. These aren't connections. They're just dudes that are swiping on me. Like I haven't I don't have the capacity in my life to actually look at
0: two thousand two
1: hundred and fifty-two profiles of dudes that have swiped. And so it's interesting and overwhelming and weird because it's like, okay, I'll jump on there and look at a few of those photos of dudes. And these are guys that have literally gone on their phone and swiped on every single chick.
0: Right. Because there's
1: no chance in hell that that specific man thought that he would be hooking up with me. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to sound like an arrogant asshole. Right. Isn't that
0: only available to people who actually pay for the service, though? Like, if you're just on free Tinder, you don't get to see the likes, right?
1: That's right. And I don't roll that way. I actually paid. It was a business investment for the podcast.
0: Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say... We should get you like an affidavit to fill out so we can reimburse you at the end of the year.
1: Thank you very much. If we had an
0: expense account, we'd give you money to go out on dates. And here's the thing for (laughs) people that might not have got onto the show early on. Yeah. This was actually the biggest portion of the show was you breaking down profiles. Tinder profiles and dating profiles.
1: Oh, I've got some ammunition right now.
0: Right. And as you started getting away from Tinder and like dating guys and then just hating dating because guys fucking sucked. Yeah. We stopped doing that because it was like no point. You weren't on Tinder. So there was no reason for you to do it. And now you're back. So that might make its way
1: back onto the show. Yes. It's going to have to because I've been getting a lot of content. Like it's gotten worse. Mm -hmm.
0: Have you made any connections yet, though? Or have you swiped? on any matches yet.
1: Yes, absolutely. I've made some connections. Yeah, and I've chatted with a few of them too. They're good guys. Good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, okay, so it's fun to think about how easy it is for you to get onto a dating app and get all those likes, you know? And I'm not Mm. saying that, like, you're special. You're special to me. Mm. But I'm sure there's lots of women out there that get a lot of likes right away for people that pay for that service and that's not a, a blight on men or women doing it. My whole point is, how difficult it used to be back in the day to make those kind of connections. (laughs)
1: Like
0: technologies helped us, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I go back and think about, you know, back when our parents were our age and my mom, my mom and dad wrote letters to each other (gasps) because she lived in San Diego and he lived, my dad lived here in Utah and that was their only form of communication was the USPS. With a stamp. That's so romantic. It kind of is, isn't it? Right. And after a few letters, he brought her out here and they went on a few dates and then they got engaged.
0: People get pissed off (laughs) if someone doesn't respond to a text or a message with like in two minutes. Yeah. And you're talking old school, not Pony Express, but old school snail mail where you actually had to wait for them to open it, read it, write it, reply.
1: Literally 55 years ago, they just, if my mom was alive, they would have celebrated their fifty fifth wedding anniversary. She passed away mm. when they had just barely celebrated their fifty second. Um, fifty five years ago. That's how they did things.
0: So I've pulled up something from the past, something kind of antiquated, which I'm old enough to remember. I'm not sure you were into it as much because when I brought it to you, you're like, uh, I kind of remember, but yeah. not really. Yeah. So back in the day, on Craigslist. On our city weekly, which is our local kind of free paper that's got, you know, restaurant reviews and art and music and stuff like that. And pretty much every big city has them. Yeah. And then as I looked up into it, like the Village Voice and other New York papers that have been around forever, they all had their particular version of this. Some places they called it the I Saw You's. Mm-hmm. Some places called it misconnections, mm-hmm. And then we'll probably do an episode on this, but do you remember on Craigslist the casual encounters?
1: Yes. Where it was like,
0: it wasn't I saw you or we missed each other. It's how about you meet me uh-huh. behind the dumpster at Smith's yep. and we'll bang behind the dumpster and then oh. we'll never speak of it again. It's
1: so hot. What a great place to bang.
0: Essentially, Tinder is <laughs> all of those things Put together. I
1: mean that just get, <laughs> that just gives dumpster fire a whole new meaning at this point.
0: Ooh, <laughs> so for people that don't remember, casual encounters, misconnections, I saw yous. These are pretty much all things of the past. Eventually, these publications got rid of them because they became dangerous. It was like encouraging stalkers, and it was encouraging people to get into dangerous situations without any real like accountability or like if the law or the police were looking for your body, (laughs) you know. they'd have to go through a dozen of these misconnections and casual encounters even to begin looking in the right area. It just got a little too freaky and dangerous. But I always wondered, did people really find love through these? Did people ever make that connection? Did people ever actually find the person that they were looking for?
1: Did you do some research?
0: You know, I did, and it was really weird not a lot of people have stories where it worked out in their favor. So really? I think it's more for their entertainment purposes. But I got a little history and I got a few fun stories that come from mm-hmm. these. So mm-hmm. I guess my first question is, you, since you really didn't know too much about these, I'm assuming that you've never put in a misconnection or a casual encounter or an I saw you in the paper or on Craigslist,
1: right? Never in a million years have I done that. Nope.
0: Did you ever read through them and see if someone saw you or was looking for you? Or?
1: No, I've just I've heard of them and skimmed through them just for entertainment purposes, basically back in the day when they were a thing. But now I've never, never wondered.
0: Right. So a common misconception is that misconnections were invented in the modern Internet era. But that's not true. In fact, they've been around since at least the mid 1700s. They became wow. increasingly popular in British and American newspapers throughout the 20th century and only recently made the, lip, made the leap to the Internet. So over the decades, popularity has waxed and waned. But the emergence of the Urban Weekly publications of the 60s and 70s, like I was just talking about the City Weekly, uh, their popularity soared. The Village Voice in New York hosted one of the most dedicated misconnection sections called I Saw You. And it is considered the earliest example of modern misconnections phenomenon. And after that, misconnections profiled in dozens of newspapers and weekly tabloids from San Francisco to Los Angeles. Hmm. Now, I was a lonely heart, right? You know, <laughs> you I, were you. I, I was, you know, because <laughs> we've already talked about me being a non-religious in a very religious community growing up, mm-hmm. also being a little brown in the skin in a very white state.
1: Spaniard.
0: Hispanic or Latino, whatever we call ourselves these days. I'm one of them.
1: I call you Spaniard.
0: What the challenge was is there were lots of girls that wanted to like be around me, but they were afraid to date me because their parents were like racist or they didn't like the idea that wasn't religious, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really get out a lot and date people until I was like maybe... 2021 when I had my own place in Salt Lake City. Yeah. But from like age 17, I would read these missed connections and these I saw yous because I did have this little kind of glimmer of hope that you one of them would be about me. Right.
1: Oh, <gasps> that- what did you ever find one that was about you? No. Nope. Oh, damn it.
0: But like I lived in a very um, hipsterish and popular area in Salt Lake. We have this area called sugar house and so from age 18 to like age 20, I lived in the heart of Sugar House. I worked as a barista in a cafe in a popular spot. I went to all the popular bars and hangouts and restaurants.
1: I live there now. You live there now. I'm very sorry that you right. lived there.
0: <laughs> well, back then it was pretty fucking sweet. Now it's too it's expensive just, and it's, it's full of douchebags. It's
1: busy as fuck too. It's horrible. Right. But
0: most of these missed connections and I saw yous were all based around that area because that's where all the cool singles lived. Mm. And I liked to think of myself as a cool single, even though I fucking wasn't. (laughs) A hipster. I was a hipster that listened to a lot of vinyl, drank a lot of coffee and played a lot of video games.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You were perfect for sugar house back then.
0: Right. So here are some, some that are kind of fun to read people that maybe found a connection. People that I thought were really heartfelt and sweet in their writing And then there's some that are absolutely just fucking hilarious and terrifying. So (laughs) this is a story from a woman named Brittany. I wrote an ad on Misconnections about a guy that I rode an Amtrak train with. We made eyes at each other for a while and I was in a dating rut and just decided to go for it. I never got a response. And a few months later, I ended up talking to him on the train and gave him my name and place of employment, which was a large university that we both worked at. He sent me a note via our inter-office email, and we went out on a date. He asked if I sent a misconnection about him, and I said yes. He said the only reason why he had the courage to even ask me out is because he was positive that I was the one that sent him the misconnection. And they were together for six and a half years.
1: Oh, my goodness. They made the
0: connection. It worked for somebody.
1: Wow. Six and a half years, though. That was it.
0: You know, I was thinking about this, too. Like, it's a lot different in places like Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco, because there's so many people, not a lot of people know each other. I'm wondering that, like, maybe a lot of the missed connections here weren't even missed connections at all. It's like, (laughs) oh, shit, that's Davey's brother. And I've already fucked him. So I don't know.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so true.
0: Small Lake City over here.
1: No, it's true.
0: How about this? This is funny. This is, (laughs) we kissed at midnight, then you ran away. (laughs) (laughs) Woman for man, 25 downtown. So good. (laughs) So good. How about this? What's this one? You, 5'8", scruffy, glasses, wearing a blue hoodie outside the vid, and I asked you for a lighter. You lit my cigarette and we talked about our wishes for the new year. We heard the countdown starting and decided to stay outside. I started to cry and you kissed me and then we started to make out. After a minute, I felt something warm and realized that you
1: pissed yourself. <laughs> oh my God, stop. I
0: pushed you away and that's when you ran, but I wished you had stayed. You peed on me, but it's okay. Oh I just, my hell. I just want to know who you are. <laughs> Please reply. And when you do, tell me why I started crying so I know it's you if you remember.
1: I just want another golden shower. (laughs) Call me. Call me. You know what?
0: That is a couple that was meant to be together forever. She
1: liked it. The dude
0: was so drunk, he pissed himself and on her. And she's like,
1: and he was embarrassed and ran off, and she's like, "But that's one of my kinks." Why? Yeah, <laughs> come back. <laughs> let's do this again. Yeah, let's do this again.
0: <laughs> I like how it's like if you remember, who's gonna fucking forget? That?
1: Yeah, right, right. That's <laughs> so good.
0: Oh, uh, Let's see. This one's kind of.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I saw the I saw the uh, title to this one. Uh. <laughs> oh my hell! Oh,
0: this is from two thousand nine in the Miss Connections. To the beautiful lady who saw me pooping.
1: (laughs) Oh, my hell. Okay. Like in a public place? Oh, you're going to read it. He's got a date. Shut the
0: fuck up. November 13th, 2009 at (gasps) 10.38 p.m. He
1: has the time. Eastern Standard Time even.
0: (laughs) Me taking a huge poop in the 15p pizza bathroom. You, drunk, beautiful, discovered I forgot to lock the door in my haste. Oh, my God. This is where it gets good. Look, I know it must have been awkward for you to see me in that state, and especially since it didn't seem to bother me that you walked in, but we made eye contact for a brief moment. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh no! You have the most beautiful brown eyes. No pun intended. Oh, no. I said, hey, beautiful lady, right as you slammed the door, (laughs) and I meant it. Look. Everyone poops. Mm. And now that you have seen me pooping, I feel like we've already moved our relationship to the next level. Oh, God. If you read this and you feel the same way, please respond. I hope <laughs> the smell didn't offend you. I ate Indian food for lunch.
1: Oh, my <laughs> Lord. That's so, it's so good and so bad.
0: Would that work on you? If you read that and you knew it was you that walked in this guy would Uh, you make that connection
1: (laughs) hell no but everybody (laughs) everybody that i know would know and they would read this little thing
0: because knowing you you would tell your friends and for sure one of your friends would probably read this and be like diana diana
1: yeah i found the thing i found that dude yeah you're right that would be a moment that i would never forget that's crazy (laughs) that's so funny Okay. It was it was pretty well written. Well
0: written, but back. here's the thing, it's like I've got all the respect in the world for this guy because that's an embarrassing moment. You can let that destroy you, right? You could let that moment totally say I will never interact with another human again or
1: Yeah, but only one it was only one person and he posted this thing and no one knows who he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. Here's the I thing. I think it's hilarious. He was so detailed about where it was and yeah. when. He's got the fucking date on there and the time and the time. That's true. I like it. I think it's great. I actually respect this man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's find him.
0: Let's find. Well, it's just t- what that was. Fourteen years ago. Yeah. No one's gonna remember that shit. He's probably
1: shit himself by now. <laughs>
0: here's it. <laughs> 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 oh God. Here's a <laughs> short and sweet. In the misconnections.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh my hell.
0: You <laughs> farted near the produce section.
1: That is so terrible. You're
0: beautiful. And even though you're a liar and fart like a Clydesdale, <laughs> I would love to meet up for a drink sometime. <laughs>
1: This is why I don't go grocery shopping.
0: Like, Because you're afraid you're going <laughs> to fart in the produce section? Some guys like that.
1: No, because I'm afraid I'm going to find some freak that's... List- like, who is doing this?
0: Holy fuck. I just made a connection. <laughs> I just made a connection.
1: Oh, my hell.
0: You said just a few episode- episodes ago that you don't like grocery shopping anymore, that you only order groceries online and have them oh, you delivered. Oh, that was me? Because you farted in the fucking produce section and you fart like a Clydesdale and you lied about it and you know this guy's out there oh, and he's looking for and you.
1: And I'm avoiding him at all costs. If it would have
0: said the Kroger on 9th. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, maybe that was me.
1: Oh my God, that is so good. It's oh. so good. And I've always told you I have better luck meeting a man in the produce section of a grocery store than I will online. You know that, right?
0: But have you? I haven't heard of you actually being No, because I don't go
1: grocery shopping for fuck's sakes. I order my shit online and go pick it up.
0: Okay, make it make sense then. You just said <laughs> that you have better ago. luck meeting a dude in the produce section of I the to- grocery store. I've been telling
1: you this my whole life, I said. This was like pre, pre-pandemic pre shit. Yes, I don't do that anymore.
0: So now you're blaming COVID.
1: Now I'm blaming Tinder and all the online bullshit because now I'm home. I'm not going grocery shopping. So that's all I have to resort to.
0: Okay. I get it. But I'm going to tell you a little secret.
1: Tell me a secret, please.
0: About Tinder.
1: (laughs) Okay. Tell me something I don't know, please. I can't wait. Go.
0: Okay. So I want you to explain to me Uh what your Tinder ritual is. What are you doing when you're on Tinder? What are you wearing? What are you drinking? Where are you in your house? What does your Tinder experience look like?
1: Are you asking me because you truly want to know? Or are you asking because you want our fans to know?
0: Well, I mean, because every- you
1: know the answer.
0: I don't know the answer. I'm on I the know couch. what you tell me. Okay, thank you. I'm
1: on the couch with no bra on, no bra. Couch. Sometimes wine, and. That's about it. Maybe a cat. One of the cats is snuggled up with me.
0: All right. I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you think that farting in the produce section is an innocent action compared to what I'm about to tell you. (laughs) Keiko. 90% of the time, any of the dudes that are looking at Tinder and swiping on you.
1: Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Are taking a shit. (laughs) These dudes are on the toilet or... Why
1: did you have to ruin it for me?
0: ah, They're taking a shit. They're on the toilet. They're in the bathroom. Maybe they just jerked off. Maybe they're about to jerk off. Maybe they're about to... They are not doing the ritual like you are doing them.
1: How do you know that's true?
0: I guarantee you because most dudes take their phones to the bathroom and if they're not playing Candy Crush, if they're on Tinder... That is what they are doing. They are plotting their next romantic <laughs> escapade while they're shitting that's during so their 10-minute break.
1: That's so gross. That's disgusting. Dudes wanna... are gross. They're... Dudes Ew, are gross. I know. Gross. Well, uh... Like
0: I said, I didn't want to like ruin your <laughs> fantasies or your expectations of what... Oh, look at Diana. She is so gorgeous. She's so perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not what's happening. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, I... Digress. I can't believe it. How about another fun story? I'm ready. I loved this one. (laughs) Oh, You saw me on the balcony of our hotel. Man for woman, 25, Orlando. Of course, fucking Florida. (laughs) Well, this is very awkward, but I figured I would post it anyway in hopes that you see this because I'm sure we are not from the same state slash city. Anyways, I had an extra half hour in my hotel room to myself. I was extremely horny and
1: oh, kind he of did. feeling
0: adventurous.
1: <laughs> he did say the word.
0: Anyways, I decided to go out on the hotel balcony and rub one out. <laughs> in hopes that a woman would see, but pretty sure that nobody would. Well, you did see.
1: Oh, shit.
0: And I decided not to stop.
1: Did she call the popos? Listen,
0: (laughs) I would have shown everything, but it looked like you pulled out your camera phone and I didn't want to be on your camera phone. So I finished quickly and that was that. I went back out to the balcony after I finished and you shouted something at me. Let me know what hotel we stayed at and what you shouted at me and I would love to chat. That guy's got some very ambitious plans if he thinks that woman is going to read this. Oh my God. And tell him what she shouted. I wonder what she
1: shouted. I'm like over here thinking, what the fuck did she say? I want to know.
0: I think she shouted, do a flip.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Off the balcony. Or is that all you got?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. But yeah. Encore. Encore. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, misconnections. Have you ever. I know you've never written one of these. I know you've never reached out to anybody, but can you think of a time in your life where maybe you saw somebody that you wanted to make a connection with and you ended up not doing it or regretted that you didn't say something, do something that would eventually lead you to write something like this in hopes that someone would find you?
1: Honestly, no, I'm sorry. I have nothing for you right now with this one because I just go up to him. Like directly, it's just. Yeah, you I just, don't
0: really have I, any reservations about like just talking to people or meeting people. And if
1: right? I'm looking at this guy and I'm giving him those vibes, he's either coming to me and saying something to me or I'm going straight to him and saying, if I'm in the subway or whatever, that first one you read and I'm seeing that, I'm like walking straight up to that guy and being like, yo, where do you live? Like, where do you work? You know, just get the. Get the general questions out of the way and then be like, we should grab a drink sometime.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: I'm not going to sit here and not talk to this man for an hour while we're on the subway, then go home and write a classified ad. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not how I roll. So no, I don't have anything for you. I'm sorry. I wish I had some amazing thing to tell you, but I just don't.
0: It makes me wish that there's a dating app based off of this kind of stuff, though, you know, because there's so many dating apps. There's so many things. There's so many... tinders and bumbles and hinges and stuff like that. And yes, I know they took these off of a lot of these newspapers and sites for a reason. Yeah. But I mean, what if it was like a dating app that was based on your locality, like where you were geographically Mm -hmm. and it was nothing but your profile and then a list of, I saw you's and missed connections.
1: Mm, That'd be interesting because it'd be cool for you
0: to look at. It'd be cool for them to like anyone to read Yeah. And also kind of gives you an idea of like what you like to do in your day. Oh, but that's a problem because then you are like, my name's Diana and I go to the same coffee house every day. Come find me. No, seriously. It's creepy Yeah, that's where it does get kind of creepy. Shit. And honestly. I thought it was such a good idea.
1: (laughs) I know. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. But you know, people have like literally been killed. Bumble dates. Yeah. Like in Salt Lake. Like they went on these bumble dates and the girl didn't give him what he wanted and he ended up stabbing her do you remember that story that wasn't too long ago
0: damn western american men and women i
1: mean things have fucking changed people are crazy and psycho and yeah you just don't know this gives all of us trust issues you can't
0: be cute like this anymore like in this (laughs) day and age you can't just go jerk off on your hotel balcony and then write it in the missed connections hoping that that person's gonna find you well
1: first of all i'll tell you what's gonna happen the police are gonna go to the the paper or the fucking platform, whoever wrote this, and be like, "Who the fuck submitted this?" He's gonna get arrested, right. <laughs> like, right? That's ballsy as hell, right? But that was in the nineteen what? What year was this one written? Does it say the nineteen tens, the nineteen 19- twenties, 19- the, <laughs> <laughs> the nineteen forties. I saw thee pleasuring
0: <laughs> thyself on the hotel balcony. <laughs> That seemed most appreciative of your actions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious, that's creepy and ballsy, you said it.
0: I have a couple. You do? I've never written one of these, I wish I would have though. Like I said, I used to read them all the time, hoping that someone would have seen me somewhere. Are you still reading them? They're not really around anymore. I had a dig for these.
1: <laughs> okay, so
0: how about this? There is still the website. Like someone did make an I Saw You website. Oh, That's yeah. worldwide. So it's, it's basically really like cool. the app that you
1: like, just kind of yeah, suggested, it, but it's just online. But,
0: and there's no way to reach out to people. It's oh. just like a blog. It's just people writing where they are. But
1: you can't respond you to it? You can't
0: respond to it and you can't write where you are because of those liabilities
1: so they're just doing it for the story time it's just
0: a story time it's just gotcha. something fun to read and maybe it's someone that you had already made a connection with and you might have their phone number you might have their tinder my email i don't know but it was kind of cool to go back and read some of those and that's where some of these are from and then some of them are from reddit because you know i love to find shit on reddit yes you do i i have two in my mind that i remember very vividly and one of them is when i lived in portland there's an arcade there called Ground Control. It's like an arcade bar for like adults. Like quarters. Yeah, it's like quarters. I mean, quarters kind of ripped it off. Yeah. And um, I wasn't engaged yet. I was up there for culinary school. And you know me, I have a thing for like weird gothic pixie girls. Yep. And Portland is lousy with them. There was this one that I was just like, oh my God, this is the woman that is meant for me of my dreams blah 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 you were
1: like seeing your wedding and everything huh in the back you your, like you were just visualizing yeah, your future yeah yeah, yeah. but it I wasn't how pretty. you work
0: it wasn't pretty <laughs> and this is oh my god oh, why do i do this fucking telling on myself i love on a this podcast. it's
1: so good because i tell on myself way too fucking much it is your turn god it right. let's go
0: we played Dance Dance Revolution for like an hour together. You did.
1: That is so adorable.
0: And I never got her name because I was like too shy to ask because like she was so gorgeous and just spunky. And I felt so like insecure around her. And I told my friends about it the next day. They're like, dude, you should have just said something, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, "How about missed connections? How about the I saw yous on Craigslist because it did exa- it did exist back
1: then." Your friends said that they to told you. me to
0: do it because I was up there by myself. I didn't have any family or girlfriends or anything up there. They're like, "You should do this." How old were you? Twenty six. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't do it.
1: Oh my god. But yeah,
0: yeah, but I think about that not a lot. But anytime I read shit like this, or I'm thinking about episodes yeah. of podcasts, I'm like, "Oh yes, I do remember that person." Yeah. And then the other one was at a Rancid concert. You know me, I'm a punk rock guy. (laughs) And I was down on the rail watching the show and just like, again, pixie goth punk girl walks up and like fights her way through the crowd to get up on the rail and she's right next to me. And I asked her if she could hold my spot for a second so I could go get a beer. Yeah. And I came back with two.
1: Uh, One for her and one for me. Oh, you're so romantic. And it was really,
0: really cute. And she held my spot. I'm like, hey, we got something here. And Uh. we watched the rest of the concert together. And then right as it ended... Her fucking boyfriend walks up.
1: Oh, that because son he's one of, of those bitch.
0: losers that hangs out in the back that doesn't want to fight the crowds.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So he just let
0: her girl want his girl wander up, and front. he's watching
1: you guys from afar. He can't
0: see us because he was way in the back, and this
1: is like no. A but atmosphere. he's watching you going, hell yeah, get her drunk for me. Yeah, well, Maybe I don't <laughs> think he wanted her to home. be there,
0: but yeah, those are the two things That's where funny. it's like if I ever would have written an "I saw you" ad, it would have been about one of those. So.
1: So, I just went to the 50 Cent concert. Yeah. By the way, Buster Rhymes was there. I know, I know. It's fucking amazing. Um, but there was the cutest guy dancing next to us, and he was fucking adorable. Anyways, I am only telling you this story because this is one of those examples of most people would just flirt and be cute and then leave the concert and then be done. No, that's not how I roll. So, we were dancing and we were being funny, and he was being cute. Anyway. I ended up taking a selfie with me and my girlfriend. And the second selfie we took, I was like, get in this picture with us. And so he got in the picture with us. And then at the end of the night, I was like, I want to send you these pictures. What's your number? Ah, See? did you get it it? yeah i fucking got it
0: see yeah you've got bigger balls than me and a bigger dick too like (laughs) i know my dick's huge you get what you want you're like fuck this life's too short i'm just gonna go ahead and do it
1: yeah and he was super cute 29 years old never i mean well okay okay uh, uh. don't fuck with me right now i was going back (laughs) i said never and then i thought you know what i'm gonna stop using that word don't you point your motherfucking finger at me mister so, um, yeah, 29, super cute. We've just been chatting for a couple of days, but, um, he doesn't live here. He's only here for work. He's been here for like a year, but he's trying to meet friends and I'll probably introduce him to some friends that are closer to his age. Honestly, like I'm dating right now to meet my person. I'm not dating to fuck around. I'm kind of getting a little serious with it. Oh, we just got a, we just got a toddler pound on the door. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs>
0: Anyway, yeah. so misconnections. Yep. I think those are a lot of fun.
1: They are fun.
0: So opinions are to men what feelings are to women. They are how we navigate the world. And this is a very good thing because as the bigger, stronger gender, if we were to act out our feelings, the world would become a very violent, very dangerous place for everybody. And so we learn throughout our early life to build up a system of beliefs, principles, of honor. Opinions and then to sublimate our feelings to those opinions and act out those opinions in the real world. And so it might be easy to say, Oh, it's just an opinion. What does it matter? But for a man, those opinions are how he navigates the world, they're central to his identity, to who he is. So if you were to disregard or disrespect a man's opinion, he interprets that as a disrespect to who he is. Opinions are to men what
1: feelings are to women help me through there was this a you need to help me through this that was that was one of those reels that I will need to watch about 3 or 4 times over to quite to get the message that he's trying because there was a lot going on there is what I'm trying to say he I mean, had the music in the background and shit like that but the music was great but he had a lot to say it was a mouthful not a good mouthful okay well
0: that's the thing <laughs> like um again yeah. blanket statement Opinions are to men what feelings are to women. Well, feelings are different for different women. Yes. And opinions for men are different for different men. Yes. I think his audience, the red pill audience, the masculine audience, will probably nod their head and be like, oh, yeah, fucking right. That's true. Yeah. But also, like, isn't what the saying, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one and yep. everyone else thinks that their others stink. Yep. I don't really take opinions to heart at all from anybody. And the reason why is because I'm very opinionated. If I'm going to take someone's opinion to heart, then it is a contradiction of me being opinionated, hence this podcast of you and I just being opinionated. You know, the people whose opinions matter are the people that employ me and pay me and fund my lifestyle and my livelihood to protect my family. Right. Right. Mine too. Right? And my partner's, and I think that's what he's talking about, but guess what? My partner's opinions to me are just as important as their feelings are to me. Yeah. Because they're one and the same. They're universal. So again, I hate this whole like dividing the sexes up Yeah, by saying one thing is one way for a woman and the other is one way for a man. When if you're trying to have a successful relationship, both should be equally important.
1: It should be should is the huge word yes
0: you're super opinionated and you've dated some dudes who are like go fuck yourself with your opinion
1: Uh uh-huh and those it depends on who it is but i have literally changed myself like i've become a chameleon when i was in those relationships i've kept my mouth shut
0: right and i
1: adapted and adjusted for them and it wasn't i wasn't living in my truth
0: Maybe it's me being the fucking beta all day guy. That's very
1: unhealthy is what I'm trying to say. Right. Right. It's toxic as fuck. Don't do it. You'll have to go through a lot of therapy.
0: Yeah. And for (laughs) me, I honestly think I have more feelings on display than opinions. Like I'm a very feely person. And
1: I am too. That's where it gets messy with me. Right. Yeah. I've got both going on.
0: Right. And again, like my partner and I, I think we are both very aware of our feelings and opinions. What I do, though, and I, I catch myself sometimes, is I do find myself not upset or angered by the opinion. It's on the delivery. Yeah, delivery for me is a lot. And that's why I think I'm so um, weird about text because text, it's very difficult to see what the emotion is. Translating. It, translating how it, it. translates yeah. text. You know, yeah. some people might be telling a joke through text form, but I might get offended by it because it sounds aggressive. Passive. Like, or why something. the fuck would you text me it that way?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I get that plenty. And I, <laughs> this is funny because I just had something like this happen um, this past week with one of my coworkers. Um, yeah. He messaged something to me pretty early in the morning and it was, it was my fault for checking it before I got my tea (laughs) and before I went pee and before I did my morning stuff. But I read it when I was laying in bed still before I got up and, um, I was kind of pissed off. It pissed me off, you know, and that wasn't his, it was not his intention whatsoever. We actually talked on the phone about it later on in the day. And I did, I took it as a passive text. And so, yeah, things get lost in translation all the time. Um, but it is important. It's important to have those people in your life that if you're texting a lot back and forth, like you and I do, it's really important that you are comfortable enough to pick up the phone right. with that person and be like, yo, um, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the absolute fuck was that? You know, and I don't have a problem doing that with my people and the people in my life don't have a problem doing that with me. So I think that's good. But oh, yeah, opinions and feelings and all these things. Um, I don't like the divide. I wish Mm -hmm. that these men would stop. These reels are really hard for me to swallow because honestly, I could take one of those reels and make a full-blown episode out of it. A podcast episode where we just talk about that one reel because there's so much going on there. They know they only have so much time to cram in a bunch of their shit-ass words into one quick reel. And most of the time, I really... I really want to read them and be like, is this really what you believe? Or are you just trying to get a following? What is your um, motive right now? You know,
0: I have a very dear friend. This just barely happened over the last little week or so that all of a sudden I felt that all this shit that I put myself through doing research for this podcast and looking at these reels and looking at these videos, she is having issues with her partner, right? And he's been saying a lot of crazy shit. And she said something to me that all of a sudden triggered a memory. She said to me, she's like, yeah, he was telling me that I should treat our marriage like a business arrangement. And he's the boss and a good employee wouldn't argue with their boss. And I was like, holy shit. And I got on TikTok and I pulled up that video of Pearl having that conversation. Oh, and I was like shots fired. I know what he's doing. He's gone down this rabbit hole yeah. of the Andrew Tates, of the Pearls, of the Red Pills, of the Pikmies. yeah. and now he's using this as like a baseline for what he's telling you your relationship should be like. And it blew her fucking mind because as she sat and watched these TikToks with me, yeah, she literally said, okay, this dude has said like half of these to me in the last week alone. As oh if he's my
1: god memorize
0: these verbatim. And so I'm not nightmare. saying that like you and I are doing the Lord's work with this podcast and like exposing this shit <laughs> the Lord's work. But I'm telling you a lot of our conversations are all hypotheticals, right? About what's going on in the world. Yeah. This is something that happened
1: for real in the wild. And I, I, know. The, I know I know. I it happened so, yeah. with me. Remember? It's mm-hmm. been it's been so long, <laughs> but it did happen with me um that's really sad and the lord's work still has me so (laughs) good
0: (laughs) anyways well
1: oh i just want you to know that
0: i respect your opinions and your feelings as if they were one
1: i know i know you do because i've come to you with some big shit this past couple weeks so yeah yeah. i appreciate that
0: yeah and save it for the podcast because we need the content
1: (laughs) yes we fucking do
0: This is where we're putting out our calls to action to our listeners and our viewers. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our socials where we show videos and, of course, our podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Good Pods and all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Make sure you check out the Deluxe Edition Network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That is a network that we belong to. Lots of great podcasts are on there, so check them out as well. They support us. We support them. And don't forget to email us at the mm-hmm. where we want to read your dating disasters and see your dating profiles, your sex toy experiences, or if you just got a fun story or a subject that you want to hear Diana and I talk about on the show.
1: Yes, we have some good ones coming up.
0: We do have some good ones coming up. And yes, we got some great guests coming back.
1: I have a guest lined up.
0: You've got a guest lined up. I'm I've so got excited. two lined up and we're gonna be on video. So we'll have to make sure they're comfortable on video first. If not, yeah. we'll do an audio episode and we can skip mm-hmm. video for a week. But hey, I hope you're enjoying the videos, guys. You know this yeah, is I hope so too. Only our second real episode, but I feel
1: good about it. Me too.
0: Hi, I'm Don Brody, a comedian with a history degree and the host of the podcast Hilf, History I'd Like to Fuck. Each episode, I am joined by a new guest who has brought me a subject from history that they want to know more about. Then I hit the books, I dig deep in the anals, and stimulate. (laughs) We've covered Frankenstein, Houdini, Joan of Arc, Pompeii, the Salem witch trials, right? Join us and find out for yourself that history is a party. And everybody's coming.